listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, it's that season, New Year's resolutions, right? So anyone, anyone have a New Year's resolution? Anyone? Not rhetorical? Yes. PJ, what's your New Year's resolution? Uh, (laughs) Is to remember it? Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. Keep working on that. What? Your new, what now? My new Year's resolution is to make a New Year's resolution. Okay, fabulous. His New Year's resolution is to make a New Year's resolution. Fab- Maddie, how about you? <laughs> to, to spend some time on your mental health. I love that. Who else has a New Year's resolution? Is that just not a thing anymore? Oh, you have one. Fabulous. What's your New Year's re- resolution, Chris? Share less, listen more. I think that's a good one for all of us. Yes, so just more listening. I love that. It's a good one. Anyone else? New Year's resolutions, you have one? What's your New Year's resolution? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. So to read 30 minutes, is that what you said? Read 30 minutes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You are a girl after my own heart. I read a lot. 
I love reading. I love that you want to read more. Fabulous. I, I had a New Year's resolution as well. Um, and so, uh, so I decided that this year was going to be my millennium, I call it, which is I wanted to run 1,000 miles this year. So I wanted to clock and win, which isn't going to be, it's, it's, it's a good goal for me. It's not too much, much about 20 miles a week-ish. And so it's just adding a few more miles, and, but just being a little more intentional about making sure I get out and giving me a target and all those kind of things. So I, I wake up on New Year's Day and I go over to Clement Park to do my first day of running because I figure it's going to be the least icy of all the places to run right now. And I got about two-thirds of the way around when my left ankle just went blah, blah. Oh, no. Right. So I'm like on day one, and I'm already on like two weeks of rest, <laughs> which just means I'm going to have more miles to run later. You know what I mean? Isn't that just how it is, though? Like, you have a place that you want to go. You have a thing that you want to do. You have like a resolution or an idea. You have a mark that you want to hit. And isn't it just like us, just like things just get in the way? Does that sound familiar? It's about, it's about moving forward. There's a sense of like, when we talk about New Year's resolutions, about looking into our future and trying to figure out where is it that we want to go? Where is it that we want to be? But often that decision about where we want to go and where we want to be is informed a little bit by our past. There's something about looking back that says, here's where I've been, here's what I'm doing, and you know what, here's some changes from what I've seen in my past, in my present, that I want to change into my future. Are you following me? Does that make sense for you? So you don't just kind of ex nihilo, just come up with an idea. It's usually about looking backward and then kind of saying, where do we want to go forward? Where do we want to go? What mark am I pushing towards? In our gospel text today, there's a lot about this sense of time. This sense of trying to find our place in time. Now, let me explain. Uh, this Gospel of John is this kind of response first to the Gospel of Matthew and Luke. Um, Luke, like uh, each of the gospel, each of those two Gospels, as a part of their birth narrative, will eventually do. It's called the genealogy of Jesus, which they'll say Joseph's dad was, and their dad was, and their mom was, and their dad was, and they go back in time. Now, now Matthew goes all the way back to Abraham to kind of say here we're con- connecting this back to the original covenant that we were there. So he so he traces the genealogy all the way back to that. Covenant. Covenant. Luke's like, aha, and then goes back even further and takes it all the way to Adam. He's like, oh, look, the genealogy goes all the way back to Adam. And then, and what I love is that then John's like, in the beginning, <laughs> taking it all the way back in time. And those words, in the beginning, should immediately pop into our mind that, that great poem of Genesis, this beautiful story where the very first words of that story are, in the beginning. It's this wonderful narrative of, of days and comings and goings. And, and it's, this, it's this initial sense. It says, in the beginning, the earth was formless and void, and a spirit hovered over the chaos of the waters. And so when John says, in the beginning, they're immediately thinking of this chaos. And, and it says, and the word was there from the beginning. And a word in Genesis, this word from the story comes out, and a word wells up inside the Godhead, and out it comes, and it says, light. And out of all that chaos, out of all the dark, out of all of the things, light comes to be. And in the same way in John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Not one thing came into being without Him. And in Him was life, and life was the light of all people. This light that comes, this life that comes. So it starts by having us point all the way back in time to say, what was there at the very beginning? And at the very beginning was light and life. 
That was what was there from the start, that out of chaos, out of all the things, when God enters in, when God's Godhead speaks into the world, the word that comes out is light and life, light and life. And then we begin to ask, so, so where does this take us into our present? It, it says this word came into flesh, that, that the being of God, that to be able to see what light and life looks like, to see the, the desire of what God comes, wants for the whole universe, it comes into flesh and it comes into this, this, this one named Jesus. And that in him, it says, yeah, we, we received law from Moses. We received the, the stuff to do. But if you want to know what truth and grace looks like, the picture of gift and hope, that's in Jesus. That's in Jesus. And it says, and through him, I love it, it says we've received grace upon grace. Uh, the word grace is this word charis. It just means gift. Gift is something you don't earn. It's not something you, you do. It's, it's you receive it. You, if you get a gift because you gave them something, you're not, it's not a gift anymore. It's a paycheck. Grace means you received it even when you didn't want it or ask for it. It just comes. And it says through Christ we have received gift upon gift, grace upon grace. And it says, it says, through this, we can't be, and just like in Genesis where it says, through God, God's own ruach, the breath of God, the nephesh, the, 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 the soul of God was poured into this. It says, we were created and we were given, and it says, it's a wrong word. It says, we're power to become the children of God. That word power is actually not the Greek word at all. I'm pulling Pastor Doug. Um, it's not the Greek word at all. The, the word in Greek is dynamos, but, which sounds like dynamite. It's where that word comes from. So power is dynamos. It's not that in the Greek, it's the word exousia, exousia in Greek, which the better translating, which means like, and through him, through Jesus, we are given the standing to be the children of God. We are the children of God. It's not like there's a power we have to access to become children of God. It says, no, you are God's children in good standing. Does that make sense? That you are God's children in good standing, that nothing has separated, that you are God's child. So it says that in this life of Jesus, we looking back and all the way from the beginning, that the idea of light and life comes forward and it pulls into our present that we say in Christ and Jesus, we see that light and life and that this has become for us to be children of God, to be God's child. Paul, when Paul talks about the relationship between God and God's children, Paul tends to use the word adoption, talks about an adoption reality. But if you talk to any adopted parent, they, they, they know that that child is theirs. It is their child, that this is theirs, that they, that they, they own, they know, they, they believe, they eat, they bleed for this child, that this child is theirs. And it's this kind of reality that John gets more in our relationship with God. That the relationship with God, here's a good philosophical word. You can take it home and write it down and impress your friends. It's this ontological reality. It's a being reality. That to be the child's God, it's not you are God's child if. Or you are God's child when. It's you are God's child, period. You are God's Child, It is an ontological reality. It is a being reality, and you can't change it. I mean, I, I know that we like to think in this kind of way that there are those that are in and those that are out, and there are people who have used Christianity all over the world who have tried to create in and out, but it says that from the beginning, when we were created, we are God's children, period. And it makes no sense to say that we can somehow stop. It's like when my own kids, when my own kids, and I make them mad, and I'm like, go clean your room, 
and they're like huffing and puffing. They come up to me and they're like, you're not my dad. <laughs> right? Do I go, oh, well, I, I guess I'm not your dad anymore. I mean, them saying it don't change it, right? Like, they didn't vote for me. <laughs> I am their dad. They are my child. The end, right? It's that kind of reality that John is leading us into, that our present reality says, you are God's child, period. Not if, not when, not in order that, period. When we think of those New Year's resolutions, then we start with that present reality that we are God's child. And when we're thinking about where we want to go, we do look back at our year in the past. And how many of you had a couple bumps in the road last year? Oh, some of you didn't. Congratulations. Well done. Of course we did. Back there, plenty of sprained ankles, right? Intense about where we want to go, what we want to do, but then Things just get in the way, and sometimes we miss the mark. That's what I love about the word. The word sin in Greek doesn't mean like there's something broken and evil in you. It means you've missed the mark, that you're pointed towards there, and you hit over there. So this idea then of having a New Year's resolution is to say, here's where I am, and here's what I messed up last year. Here's where I probably could have done that a little better. Or here's something that I want to work on and grow in myself. Here's a way that I want to, to, to live into this. But here's the difference. We're not living into this so that we become a child of God, right? We start with saying, I am a child of God. I am the light and life of the world. I am the gift that God has given into this universe to bring light and life into chaos and darkness. I am that already. Now, where do I place my mark? Where do I point myself? What am I resolved to living into, to changing, to, to find something in there so that light and life can come with me? And when I miss the mark, hear me, I didn't say if. When I miss the mark, what's beautiful is I still know where the mark is so I can keep trying to point back towards it. You follow me? That there's not like, I either get it or I don't. I'm on or I'm off. It gives me some place to constantly lead towards. So that's why I like having a thousand mile mark. That's why I want to do that. Because otherwise it's like, well, I'm just going to run. If, if, my, if, my, if my resolution was run more, I, what, what, what does that mean? But instead it's giving me somewhere to point. But when we talk about caring for our mental health, for listening more, for spending time in meditation and prayer, for, for just maybe serving a little more often. It's finding that place that gives us a, a, a real and tangible mark to point ourselves towards. Something to be resolved to being doing, knowing that in our past that God was with us when we stumbled and fell and still picked us up just like a good parent, picks our child up when they stumble and fall, dusts them off and says, keep going, keep going. We are that child, and you are that gift. And nothing's going to change that. Nothing's going to change that. But knowing that, what does that then mean about the way in which you're going to live into 2020? What does that mean about a new year? What does that mean about how we can just take that identity and carry it forward, just maybe one small step along the way? So I hope you'll go home and think about a New Year's resolution for yourself. Maybe something small. Maybe just being a little more patient or a little more kind. Those are all great goals, worthy goals. 
But I hope that you find that mark to give you a place to go, knowing that as a child of God, God goes with you. So happy new year. You'll pray with me. God, I thank you for loving us so much that like a loving parent, you surround us and care for us exactly as we are, not because we chose you, but simply because you loved us. God, we pray for a taste of your life and light in the world. We know that you have shaped us and made us in your image, in the image of love, and you are calling us to love all people. So today, God, send us as your light and love. Move in us that we can feel strengthened and equipped to bring just a little glimmer of light into dark places. God, when we stumble, when we fall, when we fall over, through your grace upon grace, you pick us up, you dust us off, and then send us on, lead us to those places, into those areas in which we, there needs to be more life and light. Use us, God, in our, in our humble, humble selves to do just a little bit of your work in the world. God, we are praying these things only because your son came to us, your word made flesh, and we give thanks and praise for him, the name of love, whose name is Jesus. Amen.